Last week we uh, finished up our our sermon series on prayer, and if you recall, I uh, one of the last scriptures I shared with you was in Acts chapter two. Uh, you don't need to turn there, um, but I want to use that as a launching point for the celebration of the supper that we're going to do today. Because if you remember, we talked about the fact that. Um, after about 3,000 people were saved and added unto the church, it said, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And if you read on down through that passage of Scripture through the end of the chapter, it talks about how they also met in the homes and they broke bread. And, and the two references to breaking bread are different uh, one is talking about having a fellowship meal, and the other is about the serving of the Lord's Supper. And so I want us to celebrate the privilege that we have to be able to communicate with the Father on a moment-by-moment, hour-by-hour, day-by-day process of, of being able to communicate with Him because of what he did for us on the cross. And that's what we celebrate, how he made it possible for us today. And I'm going to invite you to turn in your scriptures to Hebrews chapter 10. And in the first half of this this 10th chapter, we're going to see four truths that I think need to be acknowledged by us on a very regular basis. I would want to say that we would acknowledge these four truths on a daily basis, um, but often we just get caught up with life itself and we, we don't. But it would be good for us to remember this. And as we get ready to celebrate the supper, I pray as we look at these truths, you will not only hear them and acknowledge them, but let them be part of your life. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1, it says, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities... It can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Now here's the truth. Religion will never make you right with God. Religion Man-made religion will never make you right with God. Listen to this passage of Scripture out of Ephesians chapter 2, 
verses 8 and 9. Sit on it. It's not the works of us. We can't boast. It's by the grace of God. For as you continue on in this passage in Hebrews, it says, consequently, you remember, it's it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, Jesus said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. And what Jesus said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does, he does away with the first. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Religion will never make us right with God. But what religion cannot do, Jesus Christ did. Isn't that exciting? What we couldn't figure out a way to do, even though it was part of the law of Moses, it, it was just a foreshadowing. It was just, it was just setting up the example of what's really going to happen. And then Jesus made it happen. Listen to what the scriptures say in Acts chapter 4, 11 and 12. This Jesus is a stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is, no sal- there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. If you're going to be saved, it's going to be because of Jesus. Not religion, not you. Jesus. Jesus. Verse 11 of chapter 10 of Hebrews goes on to say, And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering... He has perfected for all time 
those who are being sanctified. Religion will never make you right with God. But what religion couldn't do, Jesus can do. And these priests, as they tried to offer sacrifices, what they could not do to step in to try to help you, Jesus did one time for all time. Listen to another passage out of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Jesus is coming back. And the next time, it won't be to bring salvation because that has already occurred. But it'll be to gather his children. Are you ready? We don't know when. But what the priest couldn't do, Jesus has done once for all. And he'll come back not to deal with the the sins, but because he has already dealt with the sins. And then the scripture goes on to say, And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer. Any offering for sin. The fourth truth that I think this passage is telling us is when we celebrate this supper, what we're really saying is my sins have been dealt with and if you've accepted that gift... Your sins have been, past tense, have been. They've already been dealt with. And you're able to stand before Jesus because of what He has done. And that's what the Lord's Supper reminds us of. What Jesus has already done. First truth, religion will never make you right. The second truth, what religion couldn't do, Jesus did. The third truth, that what the priest couldn't do, Jesus has already done once for all. And we are, the fourth truth, reminded of this when we take the Lord's Supper. That our sins have been forgiven if we accept his gift of eternal life through accepting him as Savior. And our sins have thus been forgiven. I want to give you an invitation this morning.
and to ask you very clearly, have you been saved? You're not depending on religion. You're not depending on a pastor. You're not depending on yourself. You're depending totally upon Jesus Christ that His sacrificial death on the cross, the shedding of His blood and the giving of His life was the one-time offering for all sin. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, what a great time to accept that gift. But a second part of the invitation is to those of you who have done that. Have you made him Lord? Have you made him boss? I don't go to my boss and say, I think I want to do this today. I know you hired me to do this, but I think I want to do this today. Go to my boss and say, what is it you want me to do today? And he tells me. Those of you who know Christ as your Savior, is He a genie in your pocket that you pull Him out when you need Him? Or is He Lord? Is He boss? Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes. This time of invitation is for you. If there's a decision you need to make, I'm going to ask some of the elders to be up here. Jeremy will be up here. That if you need to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, come down during this time and deal with it. Don't don't get worried about what will they ask me. Just tell us what your need is and we'll show you out of God's Word how to solve it. While you're seated with every head bowed and every eye closed, the elders are up here at the front. There's a decision you need to make to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and and Savior. If you want to accept Him as your Savior and make Him Lord, now's the time to do it. And believer, would you be willing to say, Jesus, you really are boss. Right now while the instruments play, you come. There's a decision you need to make.
Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for being willing to come. Thank you for what you did for us. We love you and we appreciate that so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen to this passage of Scripture from Acts chapter 13, verses 38 and 39. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. What the law couldn't do, Jesus did, and that's what we celebrate this morning. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it says this. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was portrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. And that's what we're going to do this morning. And I'm going to ask you once again to bow your heads and to close your eyes and to begin to prepare your heart. Are you confessed up? Are you in right relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you in right relationship with the body of Christ? I want you to make sure that you are ready to eat of the supper. So you prepare your heart while the deacons come and prepare the elements for us to participate in in just a moment. So... Prepare your hearts while the deacons prepare the table. As we get ready to distribute the elements, you're going to receive the bread and the the juice all at one time. And I would just ask you to hold that and then I will give you further instructions about how to partake of it when that time comes. And I pray that you will participate This is the Lord's Supper. This isn't First Baptist Church's Supper. This belongs to Him. If you are a believer, you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are welcome to take of this supper. And then the Scripture says, And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, thank you that you willingly went to the cross. You shed your blood and died for me, for everyone. And we remember that today. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus.
And in the same way, he also took the cup. <clears throat> and after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Father, once again, we thank you <clears throat> that you sent Jesus. The blood he shed was real. And his shed blood covers our sins and brings forgiveness. And for that, we're grateful. Thank you that salvation, though it's free to us, cost you, Jesus, your life. But you rose. And you came back to life by the power of the Father after shedding your blood, which we remember right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Christ has done so much for us. May we live in a manner worthy of the gospel. As we leave this place in a few moments... May we live for His glory and to bring Him honor. Let's pray. Father, never, never, Father, let us forget that we are free indeed and the truth has set us free. If we remember these truths, we're free to live for you. We're free to share the gospel. We're free to thank you and to worship you and to live for your glory. Thank you for creating the body of Christ where we can come together as a church to be encouraged and to be built up and to be reminded that you have made it all possible. Thank you, Father, for the celebration of your supper that you initiated for us. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.